0: Many podcasters stick with the normal podcasting practices, but you, you're different. You like to be different and try different things. You do it like this, and then you break the mold. This is Podcasting Experiments, and this is where we focus on different things that we can try with our podcast to make them different and hopefully better. You can check out the website at podcastingexperiments.com. My name is Joshua Rivers from Podcast Guy Media, where I help people start and produce their podcast. Hey, this is the fourth episode of season six, where we're looking at local podcasting by talking to people that are doing a local podcast, whether it's their town, their city, their county, or state. These podcasters bring the focus of their podcast topic to their local region. The podcast, Made in Monrovia, was created by Barrett and Leandra Soup to give people in their town the opportunity to share their own stories. They run Be Seen Company, which is a video and podcast production company. And their journey in the podcasting started by Barrett wanting to improve his marketing skills. Now, in this episode, Barrett shares great tips and insights for anyone who wants to start a local podcast. One of those tips is that in a local podcast, you need to give a view that really isn't about you, it's about your community as a whole, and then bring it together. And so Barrett starts our conversation by telling how he first got started with podcasting.
1: The initial reason was I'm not great at marketing, and we have a business we do, you know, audio, video production works, small scale stuff. And I thought somebody told me, "Hey, you're not that great at marketing; you should probably work on it." And I said, "Okay." And I, I was just like baffled. I didn't know how to how to reach out, how to like connect with people that well so sitting in my office one day and I said why don't I just start a podcast about our city I mean nobody's really doing it and I ran it by a few people but the initial was to network was to try to figure out a way to promote small business and at the same time network so that we, we all could you know utilize each other's uh you know businesses or skills so and then it just turned into a kind of more of a storytelling podcast it was my, not my initial intent but that's kind of where it started because I was just trying to come up with something to connect with people.
0: Okay, so can you get into a little bit more about how you actually started it? Maybe like some of the technology and who you reached out to specifically, or
1: yeah, I started doing podcasts. I got the bug probably two and a half years ago. I said to a friend, "We should uh, we didn't have like a platform to tell our stuff, our story." We both done some public speaking, and uh, I said, "Hey, we should start a podcast." And he's like, "Okay." I bought some. Minimal equipment, USB um, Blue, the Yeti, two of those. And I bought a, a little board, you know, a small little board for like 50 bucks, And I had a Mac, and I just learned how to record, edit, supply, uh, spot some software. I still use the software to this day as a reaper, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people use the or They use, uh, you know, Audition. And I can use those both of those as well, but this is just most friendly. Then I got into, uh, I thought, I'm going to start advertising myself. I was getting good enough to where I could actually do stuff relatively, you know, I was efficient in it. Then that turned into upping the scale of production. I mean, it was then it was moving into like road mics and you know a Zoom twelve track board. And then, then all of a sudden, it was, that's just how how it all like, kind of evolved. Then it became a business. Then it, now it's get, got into production, and then it got into everybody wants to start a podcast, you know, and it's a great platform, and uh, everyone's got something to say, and I'm all for it. I mean, I produce people for money. There's people I just produce because it's they're good. It's good stuff. Good stories too, you know, just. If that I don't know if that explains it. I mean, we've, we've gone from $100 mics to $200 mics, and the board was like playing, playing 40 bucks at like, the car center, I think I bought it. And now I'm on the Zoom L12, which is incredible. So it sound is important to me. I mean, the quality of sound is important. I think people like pay attention, and they actually they can appreciate it. So,
0: Yeah, definitely. And so one thing I think is always interesting is after you do podcasting for a little while, obviously you get through all the bumps and the scrapes and you learn lessons and things like that. So if you were to go back and start over again, knowing what you know now, how would you do it differently?
1: You know what? I don't know how much I would have changed because I think there's no real school for it. Like, I mean, if you go to like radio broadcasting school or school for like journalism or something, you might have some kind of, or audio engineering, you might have some, but those are all different, you know, kind of things. When podcasts you do, you have to put it all together and you have to be able to talk or you have to have a story to share I think the way I did it was, I don't know, I bought inexpensive gear. I thought that was a smart thing to do. I went a little fast. When I, once I got the itch, uh, I moved right into other microphones pretty quickly. That would probably be the only, one of the only things is you don't really need, I mean, the greatest stuff. I mean, you could really get by as long as your content is, is good. I mean, everybody says that. I know it's a kind of a cliche uh, thing. As long as your content's good, it doesn't matter what you say or sound like. And I, I would agree to some extent, I think that there is a an audience that says, wanting to hear good quality, but getting, doing anything different. I just, I don't know, man, I had a lot of bumps and scrapes. I mean, learning how to even upload a podcast and how to get into iTunes and get into all the different platforms is, I just sat and studied. And I think the way I did it was, I was just thorough and I, I wanted to know it all, you know, when it came to it. And so I would sit up late at night and I would study. Maybe I'd get more sleep. I might want to. Might not have stayed up too long, as long as I did. I mean, I'd be up to like three or four in the morning, just like, so, because I was just hungry for it, you know, and I still to this day love it. I just love the whole process From start to finish, is it's very rewarding for me to put something out there that's it's got such a value. It's high, high value for me.
0: Yeah, well, excellent. I can definitely attest to a lot of those same things. Trying to learn it all and doing that, I didn't really have an option of sleeping, and so I figured while I was awake, I might as well learn more. (laughs) And so, Yeah. yeah, so very interesting. So I like that. Kind of taking a different spin on that. Then, what would be the best advice that you would give to somebody that would be looking to start? not just any podcast, but specifically a local podcast?
1: I think, especially starting a local podcast, I think you have to know your area or your community. I think there has to be, I mean, obviously, I'm not not involved. I mean, I'm involved, you know, someplace sports in the city. We've made friendships through that, other different events that we've gone to. So we haven't, a, there's a already an established network of people, but you, you have to kind of know that the demographic is to kind of what your avatar, who you who you speaking to and who can you pull in to either have, as a guest or who they're going to refer you know what i mean it has to kind of stay there's an element of safety as well i mean that you're falling within some kind of like moral guideline for me that's how i felt like it, it's i want it to be a family friendly show i don't want it to be something that's me ranting about some opinion that i have just, i want it to be something that the people are really going to resonate with i think first know, know your city you don't know, get out there get out there and talk to people. And you really have to just put yourself out there. I mean, when it comes to asking people for interviews, some people are hesitant because, I mean, it's pretty focused on them. If you have a guest, it's, they're on the spot, you know? And so it's how you talk to them and how you're going to proceed and make them feel comfortable, you know, there's ways to do that and encourage them. And then that's one of the things I've been doing is just, I've you know, a couple of people who are just didn't want to do it. You know, they just didn't feel comfortable. They were shy. You know knows there's going to be a camera? And that was a question they would ask. You just have to encourage them that their story has a value. And that the people of, of this world are looking for humanity and that they're looking for a story to connect with because they have a story that they would like to share. I mean, everyone's got one. So it's just about where you're going to put it, you know, how you're going to get it out there.
0: I think that's great because because one thing I hear a lot and I tell my clients as they get started with the podcast that they need to know who their audience is. So specifically with a local podcast, that would be the people in your community. So that would be exactly if I fall right. exactly in line with that that would definitely be a very good thing because there is a lot of people that start podcasts and so they don't know who they're actually talking to. They're just doing it because they feel right. like they need to say something or like they want to say something, but they haven't taken the time to really think it through. So that is a really right. good, I don't know if that'd be first step, but very early in the stages at least. So.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there's a part of the part of the, the community base or the local podcast is that it's not about you. I mean, it's when you go into something where you have a, a podcast, that's on a specific it's uh you know, a lot of popular stuff, the murder podcasts or the the different things, you kind of have an opinion or it's something that's even more like a, an opinionated podcast. It's about, kind of about you. You know, you make it about your opinion in a local podcast. You know, you have to have a view that it really isn't about you. It's about your community as a whole and kind of bringing it together. And it's just one way to do it. I mean, I'm not saying it's the answer, but it's just one way to, and people like it. I mean, they love, the idea is um, you're bringing something that's popular and it's relevant to today, today's times to their city and they actually can connect with that. And they feel like they're a part of it because they live in that city. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Very good point. And so I know we've talked a little bit about some equipment. You went through some things. Is there anything specifically for doing some local podcasting that you think would be
1: different than what you've already talked about? Well, I think for anybody who's starting a podcast, I wouldn't go overboard. I think if you wanted a list of like so specific equipment, I'd recommend it to people who are starting podcasts. I mean, I could give you that, but I wouldn't go crazy with it because it's a great idea. You know what I mean? And it's fun, but, uh, you don't want to go, get too far in over your head right away. Cause you don't really need to, you know what I mean? If you're doing, I just wouldn't encourage people to go out and spend, you know, $2,000 on like audio equipment to start unless you, I mean, if you love it and that's how you, you do things, that's fine. That's a, uh, one suggestion I do have is, is getting your material together, getting your script together, getting the flow of how you're going to plan out your shows, getting your guests together. I mean, that's a whole other animal in itself. I mean, it's not easy to get people in because people are busy. And I think that's you know, equipment to start, yes. Knowing your avatar, uh, but uh, then having a way to communicate with your guests or people you want to have on the show because sometimes it goes a little bit dry, and you just gotta like be thinking again. You'll figure it out. So I don't know, <laughs> kind of where I'm at with it.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. There's a lot of people that try to go too big when they get started, and so starting small is, is a great plan.
1: Yeah, because you, like, you might not like it, you, know, you got to be careful. Just, I don't know. It is fun. I'm not saying it's not, but it's not for everybody, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, that is true. I, I can't remember what the exact number is, but like, there's so many podcasts that they get to episode five to seven, and they stop. Yeah, they get the desire they get excited about it for a while and then they realize the work and everything that goes into it and they don't see whatever return that they expect and then they end up stopping so that'll make it even worse if you're investing a whole bunch of money into equipment that you're not even gonna be using again
1: right that's the thing you have to you know kind of uh what's his name one of the guys on youtube he talks about like calibrating your expectations you know what i mean so if you go into thinking You have some friend who tells you, like, oh, there's all this money in podcasting and all this money in YouTube stuff. And you have, you get in your head that you're going to go out and, you know, get monetized and all these different things. That's not realistic. I mean, an unrealistic kind of expectation to have. I think that, especially with a local podcast, I think when you go into it, you just have to know going in that this is not going to have a financial return necessarily. It could potentially because of advertisement or sponsorships or people want to come advertise their business. That's one way to do it. But it's really for community. If your intention is for that purely, then you'll have more fun. it'll just change change the dynamic of the whole thing. So yeah, expectations are... There's not a lot of return financially, I wouldn't say. But it's fun. I mean, you have to love it. You know, hang in.
0: Yeah, so let me ask you, what has been your biggest struggle with local podcasting?
1: Probably guess. I mean, that's the thing. On a smaller scale of things, you know, people are timid to be asked questions. People are curious, but they're also paranoid. I mean, there's also this kind of like, skeptical of where's this information going to go. They, they don't really know. It's like a. sometimes they, that's what they're thinking or they just don't have time. Guests don't have time. Um, and they just keep, they'll put you off and put you off and put you off. And um, for whatever reason, that's been the struggle is just making sure that we get, and it's who to ask too. I mean, you have to really be thinking about, because it falls in line with a certain kind of a, you know, a specific need or whatever, that whatever you're trying to fit into your, like your avatar again, like what does the community need? And some guests just wouldn't work. Now some people who you think are really great are wouldn't fit the mold for that, so you I think guess is the biggest challenge because i mean i we have a great studio here we have a great it's a the environment is really cool, but to get people here is not easy that's another thing i think of course suggestions is that you go i know a lot of people say this that you know getting people to come to you is is not the greatest you know rule of thought it's going to them you know I think you get more just a little bit of advice that like going to going to people with your stuff your equipment and with your ideas tends to get more. I think you get more out of it. You'll get more results, actually,
0: too. So So a question I have is, um, I guess, more kind of along marketing lines. And you mentioned that one of the reasons why you started your podcast was because you weren't very good at, at marketing. But what would be a way maybe that you've done or that you've seen about being able to grow a local
1: podcast? There's a number of ways. I mean, I think you can utilize social media considering it's basically free. And it, you know, the exposure is is incredible. I mean, for me, it was tar- it was targeting like my first five guests were going to be um, people who I thought were influential. The pe- not that they're influential in, in the community, but they were influential in their in their communities in their network. So they were people who they had connections that would then you know give more result to more guests or the word of mouth. Or it was like these are just influential people in their own in their own like little pockets of you know. Friendships and stuff. But anyways, the marketing thing is not easy. It takes a lot of work, especially when you're doing like, I mean, Instagram pages are, you know, and all the Facebook stuff is. It's, it takes work. I mean, it takes time to sit and type something out, post a picture, be creative in the same sense because you're trying to get something out, information out. But yeah, I mean, I think just with social media or word of mouth, I I think both of those have worked pretty well. Mem- remember, it's in local podcasts, we're talking about our city that the population is not. I mean, it's, it's not. Huge. We're not talking like, you know, 500,000 people or a million people. We're just, so you have to be careful there too. You have to think about, you mean, it's not as big as you think it is. So I don't know. uh, I don't know if that answers the question. I feel like there's a number of different ways, probably, but I mean, reaching out to the, the Chamber of Commerce and reaching out to your local rotary reaching out to your local website there's a probably you know city website that you can contact and connect with there's different groups different groups that meet as networking groups that you want you'd want to connect with like breakfast groups or once a month groups you know they come in and they talk about their businesses so it's just a a number of different ways to actually probably go out connect or at least um, advertise who you are in a sense or what you're trying to do
0: yeah maybe kind of going along with something you mentioned earlier about utilizing ads or, or sponsors. Yeah. Have you ever done any of those with, with your podcast?
1: Not with uh, Made in Monrovia. We haven't done that yet. That was the intentional, my initial idea to do that. It kind of it took a turn. I think that would be uh, more of a secondary goal for this podcast now. It's turned into more of a storytelling for people who are actually in the city who have these pretty incredible stories. Not necessarily, my, my intention initially was to go for like small business, and promote small business let let the city know what's going on in their city with that or and then occasionally have some you know stories in but it turned out to be more of a story thing yes yeah, so we got we just kind of got away from from the advertising stuff i've done advertising with other people's stuff i have ideas but the podcast is pretty new i mean it's eight eight episodes in and we'll post another one tomorrow so it'll be sort of eight or nine but you have to have a First, you have to have a following. I mean, you have to have a list of, of people who are doing, you know, or either subscribing or have you're doing some plays. And you got to get people to kind of believe in it. I mean, it's not something that, you know, you want them to believe in it. So they're not going to start putting anything out there until they think that there's going to be some exposure for them, mm-hmm. you know, like in anything. You know, once you have that, I think then there's a good time to go after your local business. And you talk to them about spots, different things you could, hey, you know, whatever your prices are, I'll give you a 30 second spot or whatever. And then, and then you start, then you start when you have a following, you can't just and go in there and, I'm going to start a podcast and I wonder if you'd advertise and maybe you can. I mean, I just didn't think that was the way for us to go about it. I thought I needed a little more uh, traction, you know, to get it for, I I was asking for money or any kind of even people to come in and advertise anything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing I'm curious about is it sounds like most of your episodes are having conversations with people, but is there any part of your episodes that you script?
1: No, none of it is scripted in this one. I know there's a value to that. I've heard people and different all the different research and all the stuff that I've done. But there's a certain you know a population of, of people who podcast who, who script a lot of their stuff. This is really conversational. This has to be really um kind of more natural and organic. It can't be something that you script almost. And you can script the intros, you can script your outros, you can you can script your spots or your advertisements. But when it comes to conversation, you I've just learned that natural is the most, you know, you get the best results. I don't like writing scripts. I mean, really, I don't like planning stuff out like that. I'm not really good at it. I wouldn't do well with that. It I just wouldn't come across to me mm-hmm. the same way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can definitely understand that. There's a lot of people that are that way.
1: Yeah, like- <laughs> Yeah. Is there anything else
0: that we haven't talked about yet about local podcasting you think would be important to bring up at this point?
1: I think just like we said, knowing your your community, your audience, knowing um, the kind of guests you need to have on, and being not necessarily picky, but you know specific about who you want to and how you're going to continue the, the same kind of consistent flow with the continuity of something, right? Yeah, I think we've covered a lot. I mean, as far as local podcasting goes, and it doesn't seem like there's that much to it. I think any kind of podcast, kind of when the content is good, it will kind of create you know, avenues naturally. It will just happen. It just the buzz will start it just becomes something you know, just based on an idea so obviously would think of your ideas and start there
0: hmm okay well thank you now as we, as we wrap it up can you let people know where uh, would be best for them to be able to find you and what what it is that you do
1: oh yeah we have a website it's bc it's a uh, audio and video productions we do mostly audio a lot of podcast stuff a lot of you know audio cleanup and then we also have an Instagram, it's at BeSeenCompany. Company, and Facebook, same thing, BeSeenCompany. Company. And the idea behind that was to, in the process of telling people's stories through whether it's audio or video, is to help people be more seen instead of you know not being seen. what we feel like a lot of people are just kind of go through life unseen. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, we're, that's pretty simple. BC Co. And BC Company. That's where we're at.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Podcasting Experiments. If you found this episode helpful, share it with someone you think would also benefit. Together, let's help raise the bar for podcasting. Check out the website at podcastingexperiments.com. Do you want to take your podcast to the next level, but just don't have the time to make it happen? Is your time stretched to the max, struggling just to get your next podcast episode out? Do you need help just getting started? Podcast Guy Media can offer the solution to both recover your time and improve your podcast. Go to podcastguymedia.com and find out how.